We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're listening to Building the Broncos with Nick Kendall and Carl Dummler, Broncos Country's leading draft and scouting analysts. Get on over to milehighhuddle.com to sound off on all things Broncos. Welcome in, everybody. Welcome in. It is Tuesday night, and it's time for an episode of Building the Broncos. I am Nick Kendall, and joined by, as always, on these Tuesday evening shows, Carl Dummler. Carl, how you doing? How's uh, how's life been? Welcome back. Uh, good to see you. Hopefully things are all going pretty well. Did we all the weeks run together? We were together last Tuesday too, right? Yeah, we were. Yeah. Okay. Yes, because then Lance was the week before. Yeah. I'm gone next Tuesday, so who who knows? <laughs> um, it's July. We're enjoying ourselves and uh, we're enjoying hanging out. But uh, yeah, what's new, man? How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Just uh, getting ready. I'm trying to remember. We're going somewhere this weekend. Or no, it's next weekend. Going to Broncos training camp. Sorry, okay. yeah, I'm trying to keep my week straight here as well on a lot of things. But uh, yeah, now got some some plans in the works. And hopefully if any of you are going to be at camp on August 4th, come and see me. Uh, send me a DM on, on Twitter or X now, I guess. I don't know what you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that thing. Uh, and I'd love to meet up with any of you guys out there at training camp. But no, just excited. I guess tomorrow, all the veterans report. And mm-hmm. they start training camp, get a couple days with just media, and then all the fun begins with fans showing up. So, like I said, we're we're back in football again. You know, Absolutely. it's it's been a, a long off season for sure. It has, but it's still eventful. I mean, it must be boring for everybody else covering other teams. I mean, I guess our regular seasons don't go as planned. But I mean, the trade for Wilson, uh, the whole off season with uh, the quarterback stuff the year prior, and uh, George Payton coming in, and now we have the Sean Payton stuff. The Broncos spending big money. It's been eventful uh, yeah. hopefully the events lead to better flipping football on the field uh which we you and i since we have known each other have not seen unfortunately uh but uh that's uh maybe that'll turn around uh this year the fingers crossed but uh you know what's better than even been the product in the football field has been the comment section this community the mhh community they're the ones who get me by with what the broncos have been here we got a guy like zach powers he helps a lot afternoon fellas good to see you zach hope you're doing well he says, new helmet is everything I could have wanted when it came to change. Just hoping the white jersey and pants come along with it soon. Yeah, I guess let's just dig right in, Carl. Uh, the big ice breaker today, or the uh, frost uh, frostbite, or the the helmets. Uh, talking about releasing the helmets that have to do with, you know, the 
the white snow capped mountains in Denver, Colorado, which I mean, you know, that's hook, line and sinker to me. You mentioned mountains and I'm swooning. So uh, what did you think about the reveal of the white helmets today by uh, by the Denver Broncos? You know, I'm one. I don't really care a whole lot what they're wearing. Mm. You know, I care a little bit more about how they're playing on the field, but I, I like the helmet. I really do. I, I don't think it works well with the all orange alternate jersey, the the color rush or whatever you want to call it. Uh, so I'm hoping next offseason we get to see kind of like they were talking there in the comment of, of maybe getting that all white with orange and blue stripes going. I, I think that'd be a really, really good look for the Broncos. But I, I do really I think the thing I like most about the helmet is the old school D. You know, that I just, I don't know, something about it. That's what I grew up with. That's when I first became a, a Bronco fan was when they had that on their helmet. Yep, there it is. And I just, something about it takes me back to those early days, loving to watch John Elway play Terrell Davis early on. I, I think he only had like a year or so with that kind of helmet. But um, but still, like I said, it, it just takes me back to those days. And so for that, I am very thankful. I do like the white look. I think it looks pretty darn sharp. Uh, I mean, I I know they tie it into the mountains, but I mean, I, I think they were just kind of going for a certain color. So um, I don't know. It, it's like I said, it's a helmet to me. I, I'll well, move on pretty quick from the excitement. I think the biggest thing for me was just how much they built up all of this. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like somebody telling you over and over again, like that was the greatest movie I've ever seen. And then you go to the movie theaters, you're like, Okay, that didn't quite live up to the hype. Don't and... you insult the Barbie movie like that on here. They should have gone <laughs> up the pink helmets for Barbie. For that's Bill. right. That's right. Uh, but no, like, like I said, just spending so much time building it up. I think they could have just done a surprise like, hey, surprise, today we're releasing a new helmet. And then if they would have released this, I would have been like, that's pretty cool. But when you spend yeah. like a month, like putting out these little promos of, oh, we got something in the works, something big's happening. And then this is what we get. I guess I get a little bit disappointed in that. Man, what a curmudgeon, Carl. Talk about the Sorry. old D in here. Goodness. No, I, I love the new helmets uh, coming in here. Uh, things, you know, it's obviously got the rotation in here showing you guys. Thanks to Broncos Media for doing it. I'm all about the hyping it up because we're in the absolute stupid time of the offseason. And rather than talk about, you know, Broncos signed a kicker for the entire time. We get to talk about looking good. Uh, so, you know that I got the I'm going to be rocking a mustache starting tomorrow. I don't know if Natalie uh, knows that just yet uh, before I go <laughs> on my backpacking trip in the Sawtooths. But I love the new helmet. Uh, and if you guys like the helmet as well, give us a thumbs up in the uh, watching the channel. If you don't like the helmet, also give us a thumbs up. Uh, so we'd appreciate that. Uh, but things that I like, I love the white face mask. Uh, obviously I think the, with the color rush helmet has like the Navy blue face mask. I don't know. I've always been a little bit fan of the slightly, uh, the whiter, the brighter one. Like when the Colts went from, uh, gosh, they had, they, they changed the color on theirs. I thought it looked worse. Like I preferred a little bit older school look there. So I love the white face mask on here. I really like that. They went with the sleek, uh, stripe design on this. I got to admit that the, the stripe design that is the pointed and then gets fatter on the back. Mm-hmm. Not for me. I don't yeah. like the swooshes. That's uh, looks like, Back to the future, trying to guess of what futuristic looks like. It's not, not so good, uh, in my opinion. So did much more straightforward design on that. I like that a lot. And uh, you took the words out of my mouth as well. I really love the old school logo. They didn't mess with it too much. I like that they highlighted uh, the old school logo as well. I saw some mock-ups without the, uh, without the bolded script on it with the navy blue around it. So I think it looks great. I'm really excited about it. Uh, you're 100% correct in your assessment that the the all oranges with this are... Not ideal, but I guess that has to do with because has to do with some stupid NFL rule where if you're wearing a 
alternate helmet, you have to be wearing your color rush uniform. Uh, personally, why don't we just make the helmet be part of the color rush? I don't know what, what's who cares. Uh, I don't yeah. know what's the big deal on that. Cause if these were in all white uniforms or even, you know, orange tops, white bottoms, chef kiss, th those can be the primary for all I care. I'd prefer the, the, the light blue that you can see over here, the Royal blue, whatever you want to call it, but these look great. Uh, so I'm excited about these. I think they did a pretty good job with it overall. Uh, the aesthetic's great, and I'm excited for them to wear it. I'm really hoping it is the Broncos-Packers game uh, on October 22nd when we end up being there because that would be a lot of fun uh, to watch, and I think it will be a home game when they do wear those, although maybe they do wear them for a color rush game where they one team wears, they both wear their color rush uniform. So I don't know, um, yeah. but I really like them. I'm excited about them, and I'm all about change, but anything that we can flush the last, you know, six seven years down the drain that doesn't involve alcohol i'm for it uh so or other substances but i'm, I'm for mm -hmm. it so yeah i i think the uniforms uh the new helmet design looks great is it dumb is it su superfluous yes does it really matter compared to the product on the field they could wear those brown and yellow ones if they're winning 17 games a year we'd love them uh <laughs> but true. with where the team has been right now and especially the time of year that it is right now i'm excited about the new helmets so jason o'neill coming in good to see you jason uh, always good to see Jason. Hope you're doing well. Says good day, Nick, Carl, and Scott. I hope everyone is well. I'm not sure what to think of the new helmets. They may have to grow on me and hope the new uh, the uniforms enhance the helmets. I just like that they're simple uh, going on there. Ones where it's just like too busy. I think all these teams like are, have been going with their old school like uniforms. Like the uh, we saw the Seahawks ones. I know Seahawks are a dirty name in Broncos country right now, but their throwbacks are awesome. Uh, I really love the creamsicle ones too for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's just a matter of time before the Broncos are wearing some throwback ones as well. Maybe we'll see what even the new uniforms look like that they got in design here, but I'm a big fan of them. Maybe they will grow on you, Jason, but uh, I'll tell you what will define these new helmets, the product on the field, right? If we, we will love them. If the Broncos wear these against the chiefs and beat them for the first time since week two, 2015, we will hate them. If the Broncos get beat 50 to zero in these new ones. And it looks like the, the Rams game this year. So uh, a lot of that emotional tie will have to come down to, in my opinion, the product on the field. So we'll see. My guest says he loves the new helmet design. That's good. Good to see my guests, Kevin Grace and second time evening Broncos country, Nick, Carl and Scott, big mile high salute to Broncos country. Good to see you. He also really likes the helmet. Good to hear that. My guest is saying hello as well. Zach power is getting down to business saying that the defensive line room is looking a lot scarier after the Mike Purcell news and the Owazarike news. So Mike Purcell, uh, Carl, we were talking about it before the show. We do think it's the, uh, was it the non the non football non football injury list? Yeah. Okay, so it might just be like a a vet kind of list for him, somewhat on there. But uh, we'll have to pay attention to that and what happens with uh, preseason and everything with him will be big because the Broncos do have kind of a nose tackle guy who has had some snaps in there in uh, Tyler Lancaster. DJ Jones could probably play some of that role as well. But watching Purcell is going to be a big one, and then Owazarike. That's a big disappointment. Year two player was I think playing a little bit better as the season went on and he had a chance to end up being a starter in base package uh, for this defense this season uh, opposite of uh, DJ Jones, uh, whether you want to have DJ Jones in the middle with Zach Allen outside or Mike Purcell and then DJ Jones with Owazurike. Now open season uh, for that one of the top four interior defensive line spots on this team, which is essentially a starter with how much you rotate teams with packages right now. So uh, not that we were banking on him or anything, but you have one less option that, is you'd assume an ascending talent. So yeah, the defensive line, I was concerned about it before 
this week, if, <laughs> for compared to a week ago, I'm even more concerned. Uh, yeah. We've been arguing for a bit interior defensive line versus edge versus center versus other things. I'm going to stick with it. I know I'm biased because I love the interior defensive line. It's my favorite. And when they're not good, it makes me physically ill. Uh, but I am concerned about this unit this season. And that's no disrespect to DJ Jones, who I love. Zach Allen, I'm excited about. I just don't think the depth is very good. And I don't know if there's a true. I don't see any of these guys as ever actually being like a pro bo- or a all pro caliber player. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Right. No, I'm with you there. I mean, usually with that unit, it's the, the sum of the unit more so than a single individual, unless you have Aaron Donald, then it's just an individual. I mean, Chris, Chris, John, if you have a superstar pass rusher, one can make a big difference. Okay, so maybe there's like five guys that you're looking at in the league that really make that difference just by themselves. Otherwise, you're looking at the entire unit together and saying, okay, what do we got here? And like I said, with the Ruzurike getting suspended, and I know people argue about the whole betting thing, but he deserves to be suspended for what he did. Just stupid. Yeah, betting on NFL State. He went to Iowa State, so he should have been suspended before even coming into the league. You know, that's no, I'm sorry, just that's all right. You got to get those smart people from Iowa, University of Iowa. Going I don't know here. about that. Yeah, <laughs> no comment. But still, I mean, just really stupid. He should have known this is something you can't do. You know, I guess some of the other guys that are maybe doing some like betting on college games where they really have no real impact on that kind of game. Mm-hmm. You know, they might have some insider information just because they have connections to coaches and stuff like that, but. Uh, I, I don't mind that as much, you know, especially even if they like go to other sports, like betting on baseball, basketball, it's just fun. I have been a part of that before I've done sports betting, 
um, it, it's kind of a fun thing. Just adds an extra element to the game for sure. You know, it's kind of like fantasy football. You start paying attention to a lot more games, players, because you have them on your team. But like I said, betting on NFL games, big no-no, deserves to be suspended. We'll see if after this year, if he can get reinstated by the NFL and be back with the Broncos. I'm not sure because he still has plenty of talent. Hmm. I mean, that's why you and I talked this offseason that he could really be one of those kind of make or break players for this defense. If he could really take that next step, he could make this a or not him individually, but I mean, he could take it, help this defense become a top 10 unit for this yeah. upcoming season. And so I, I do, I think they have to go out and sign somebody at this point. I, I don't think you look at the rest of that unit and say, yeah, this is fine. You know, I think Ndamukong Sue, he's still out there. See what he's still got left in the tank. I know a lot of people have been suggesting Shelby Harris to come back. Not sure if that's going to happen. He seemed pretty upset when he left Denver. I mean, he had a lot of things to say about his time in Denver and not being a huge fan of some of the things going on. So it'll be interesting to see if he would even consider it. You know, yeah. if, if he's not even going to get another offer from another team, maybe he just has to kind of put down that pride and say, this is where I'm going to go. But th there's even some other names out there. So I'm not too worried. I think the Broncos can find somebody for a decent price, but I'm, I'm hoping they get it done here sooner than, sooner than later. Yeah, when teams are starting to cut down a bit, I hopefully we'll see some names out there. But good comment from Zach, as always. Naj coming in with the 1999. Thank you so much, Naj. Says, hey, brothers. Hey to you, Naj. Hope you're doing well. He says, the helmets are nice. Really would like to see some Royal Blue come back, speaking to me, in some form. The D-line across the board is the biggest concern to me. I worry teams will run at us. Uh, am I overthinking this? Football is a simple game. A lot of times, the teams that are bigger, faster, and stronger, specifically at the point of attack in the trenches, win football games. The Broncos, I mean, we saw it pretty much. We were talking a lot this morning about scheme of uh, Vance Joseph versus Azure Evero and people, you know, everybody likes to exalt Wade Phillips, um, which they should, you know, great personality and whatnot, but Wade really had a simple, stupid defense. It was a lot of man coverage and he'd send five guys and it was not super complicated because he had game wreckers, matchup winners across the board, stacking up. You don't have to overthink it too much. My right. guy beats your guy. I have enough guys that beat their guy. We're going to look pretty damn good. And that is especially true along the trenches. So uh, I'm, I am concerned. I think I said it a couple weeks ago that I think this is probably the worst on paper, the worst Broncos defensive line, including the edge rushers uh, we've seen since Prevon Miller in Denver. So dating back to that 2010 team, we'll see if it plays out that way. Uh, but like when you had Von Miller, that's an automatic like on the table. Like we have a matchup winner, no matter what you don't have that you don't have depth. Your top guys are questionable with injuries besides DJ Jones, who again, Love DJ Jones. Everybody, every team needs one. DJ Jones can't do it alone. He needs to be like the third best guy of that unit. So I'm worried about it too. I don't think you're overthinking it. We'll see if anybody steps up. Uh, but uh, right now, I just, you look at the body types, you look at the talent, you look at the investments. There's not a lot of premium prospect kind of guys coming in there. And a lot of times, specifically on the defensive line, the ones who are great were drafted early as great picks because height, weight, speed plays in the trenches. Yeah. If you look, they put out a thing that was talking about the positions with uh, players making $20 million a year or more. Mm -hmm. And I think defensive line was third on that list with the most players having over 20 or more million dollars per year. You yeah. know, of course, quarterback was tops. I'm trying to remember what was next. Was it probably Ed linebacker because you have edge rushers uh, in there? Yeah. 
Yeah, I think wide receivers, was, top wide receivers get paid big money too. Yeah, okay, they might have been fourth then, but I, they were right up there. You know, it, it's it, it's just showing the the kind of the change in the game. They realize we got to get to quarterbacks fast. We got to get that interior pressure, and if you can find that kind of guy, you don't let them walk. You yep. you're willing to spend big at that that position. So we've got Gary Palmer coming in with the nine ninety nine super saying, "Hey, Carl, Nick, and Scott, I like it. The retro D is a good choice. Go Broncos, buck them." Gary, welcome indeed. Yeah, I mean, you got it right there behind your head that that old school. Uh, I got an old D, D behind my head. Yeah, you do. <laughs> and it, it's looking good, man. It's looking really good. But no, I, I'm with you. It's I'm, I was glad that they went back to it. Mm-hmm. I'm not as big a fan of the. I mean, you got the other logo on the other side right there. It says champion though by it, so that kind of Lombardi above. I know, but, and I mean, it's the it's the one they've had for all three championships. So it's yeah. hard to argue with that. Yeah. There's a lot of good that's associated with that one, but I'm still, like I said, just going back to those um, early nineties. That's when I first started becoming a fan, watching lots of Broncos games and just love seeing those little kind of little bit lighter blue with that. Like I said, that old school D logo on there. Yeah. Just it screams Denver more in my opinion, yeah. but uh, that's all good. Gary, thank you so much. Good to see you. I hope you're doing well. We got, Danielle Berry Sports coming in saying, yo, yo to you. Michaela Israel, hope you're doing well. Says, good evening, Broncos country. Got our guy Dom coming in. Say, good evening, Nick Carl Scott and Broncos country. Love the new helmets. Hope hope about you boys. Hope as back to you boys as well, Dom. Uh, Denver Broncos for life. Donald Willison Jr. saying, finally caught up with you evening, guys. Well, <laughs> Donald, good to see you. Um, Scott and I appreciate it in the morning, so don't leave us too. Uh, but good to see you in here. Hope you're doing well. Uh, good to see you again today. Todd in here. Hello, Nick, Carl, Scott, Dylan, and Broncos country. Uh, we got Lawrence coming in. Do we even call it a tweet anymore? I don't know. That's whatever. It's it's kind of like HBO going from HBO to HBO Max to Max. Like it's such a strong brand name, and like knowing the brand name is so much of the battle. Why why change? I don't I don't know. I'm not in, I'm not a businessman. I'm just here to talk ball. Roy Osborne, good evening, Carl, Nick, and Scott. Can't watch Broncos for Breakfast Live anymore, but I watched it when I got home. Well, that's good to hear, Roy. You can always comment in after the fact as well. Roy also really likes the helmet. That's good to hear. D changes come in Ridley saying, big fan of the show, 11 and 6. I like that. Uh, says Broncos country, MHH for life. Excited about that. Good to see you. Lawrence also said agree. Didn't like it when they said there it was with the orange jerseys. The fact they wouldn't stick with snow or ice is getting me crazy. Yeah, I hope that it's a... Uh, I hope they can go with the white eventually. And I think it has to do with because of NFL rules that they didn't go with a orange top white bottom look or an all white look. So yeah. it's coming. I think these, uh, these rules are going to get a little bit more sleek, especially the fact that they have to change it is dumb to me because like, I feel like the NFL is giving up on money and like people talking about it as well. Like you should be able to flip these, like how much money is Oregon made from all these in notoriety from these different uniform changes. I mean, some right. of them are, but ugly, but some of them are incredible. Uh, so yeah. that these rules, I just, I don't know. I have to talk to like an equipment person uh, to get it in there. Uh, but uh, I'm happy about it. And like uh free earth citizen says, finally a white helmet makes the old school look even better. Agreed. EDJ says the helmet is okay. Not bad. Not great. Well, we'll take that. Cause I feel like a lot of times people meet change with it's hideous and uh, have not seen that one so much. Um, Bradley says, looks like just a new white helmet with the logos added. Honestly, it's not very different from the color rush helmet other than it's a white version of it with a white face mask as well. I like it better than the Navy blue version of the helmet. I feel like that other one, it just doesn't pop as much. This one pops more uh, in my opinion, but uh, 
yeah, I'm I'm ready for the uh, the change. And I think also a lot of Broncos country is hyped up about it because the change it means the change is coming. And Kevin also says, yeah, the orange top uh, top and bottom is kind of a, a killer. Yeah, it's just a little bit too much of a traffic cone for me. <laughs> Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> so yeah i can see that all right we got benjamin flores saying evening gentlemen helmets are dope but if we're not winning it's all for nil need to stack some w's keep up the great work thanks benjamin and you're right like i said it, it still comes down to the product on the field can they go out there and win some games if so like i said jersey sales be out the i mean they'll be going crazy especially if they change them next year for the, the alt whites and um mm. like I said, that's why i I do find that rule really weird yeah. because it, it seems like you're cutting off money for the NFL, which is they, they're not big on like anything that makes them money. They're like, yes, let's do this. So it's kind of surprising when they don't do something like that. I mean, they took the NFL draft and put it up against the NBA playoffs because they bet on themselves that they would get more eyeballs than the NBA playoffs. And you know what? They were right. More people watch the NBA draft than what is the second round of the NBA playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is just more way to, even if they don't make money off of it from, merchandise like just talking about it being in the limelight uh, and that's another reason carl I, I do disagree a bit about just dropping the helmet for nothing now the build-up is half of it right all the publicity all the pr stuff i mean we're talking about it now so a lot of fun <laughs> but uh ben's actually i got a shout out here ben has been facebook user for like three months now <laughs> and it actually says benjamin flores here so uh Whoa. maybe maybe that unleash of the white helmet uh unleashed ben flores from whatever facebook purgatory you were in in the chats <laughs> Kayleon Green coming in here. Looks like a new Facebook picture there, Kayleon. Hope you're doing well. He says, yo, hope you're doing well, Kayleon. We appreciate you. Uh, Jay comes in and says, what a butthead for betting. Yeah, that was not very smart of him, but uh, hopefully be better there. And yeah, a little bit idiotic as well from Mawazarike. Uh, I guess I do have to ask you. So we're talking about the defensive line now back on Ayume Mawazarike uh, being suspended for the year. Mike Kliss added the note that he is suspended not only for the upcoming season, but up until what would it be July 24th? So he's going to miss mini camp and OTAs next year as well. Cause it is a true 365 day suspension, which is a big bummer. Do you think that he is on this team by this on the roster still, uh, or under Broncos contractual control by the start of this season? I, I do actually. I mean, just, one again, the position's very thin for the Broncos. You know, Purcell, I can't see him being on the team past this season. Pretty much the rest of them, kind of a lot of no names other than DJ Jones and Allen, of course. And so it's worth at least keeping him around, just seeing what he offers the team. But he's going to be on thin ice. He wasn't drafted by this this coaching staff. 
and he's going to have to really prove it because I, I would bet defensive line is going to be a huge focus in the the draft in offseason next year. Mm-hmm. And I, the, the only reason that I think that they would be willing to keep him is because he's on that rookie contract. He's cheap. Yeah. You know, if, if he doesn't make it, you know, it's not a big deal if you cut him. You're, you're not losing a whole lot cap-wise. But if he happens to work out and spends this entire offseason really working on himself and getting into the, the best shape of his life, Maybe you found a little little something there. Um, so I'm willing to bank on him at least being given another chance. Yeah. I think also, uh, talking about it with Scott this morning, if it re- is replicated like the Calvin Ridley full-year suspension, you're, that year of control is going to carry over. So it's like the year two of his contract would actually start next year. The Broncos okay. are not out a year of control. So you'd still have three years of contract control for a defensive lineman next year, and he's not counting against the... Uh, roster count as well. So it's kind of like Chris Allen last year, right? You put him on the NFI and he's on, he's out the whole season and he's never even counts against the roster. So that's why the Broncos today are able to make two moves with three moves, I guess, technically bringing in two players, moving on from one uh, and still having the numbers, right? Cause it was now does not count against the roster total. So we'll get into that here in okay. a second. Did want to say hello to some more people. See Chang saying it's all right. We just need to win some games. Uh, yeah. Talking about the helmet. He's with you, Carl. Troy asking, whatever happened to the chat before the show started? I don't know if you're saying that there was a chat going on and that it disappeared, or if Chad did not make the chat in early enough time that there could be a chat uh, to happen before the show started. So I'm not sure Troy will have to clarify, but uh, I didn't see anything until I hit go live. Uh, so I don't know if there was something going on there. Or maybe Chad made it late. I don't know. Carl actually was in here before me, so maybe he could answer that too. But uh, I don't think anything was too bad going on. I don't think Chad did what I did this morning, which was, wake up at 5.30 a.m., make everything ready to go, type it out at 6, and then not hit the final button. So it's uh, there. Everything was still typed up. It was ready to go, but I came down here at the time to start the show, and I'm like, oh, didn't hit the last button to publish the the uh, the room. Oopsie-daisy. Uh, we'll push it 10 minutes back. That's fine. Um, but uh, did anybody else, anything going on not- notable before I got in here? I, I don't think so. I, I mean, the stream was up when I got in here about five minutes before we were supposed to start. Okay. So, I mean, there weren't many comments or anything, so maybe it was just a Rude. little bit of a later start, but I, I don't know. It, it happens. Yeah, it does happen. Well, Troy, good to see you. Good to see a new profile picture there with it. looks like a deer and your dog in the background. Very cute, very cute. Billy Holman says, I was in the 80s talking about the uniform combos there. Yeah, got to love the uh, Broncos 80s to mid-90s logo and uniform. Jesse Francisco Sanchez coming in and saying, Carl, Nick, and Scott. Broncos country, how we doing tonight? With the uh, the Mahalo. Hopefully I captured the essence of the all caps there. Hope you're doing well, Jesse. We got Mike Mueller saying, hello, fellas. Love the helmets. Go Broncos and go Hawks. Hopefully that's a go Hawkeyes. Uh, but we'd appreciate that. We always do love that. We're always rocking the uh, the Iowa stuff here. Appreciate you coming in. Tyler coming in saying they're saying a lot of the athletes are having. Oh, didn't want to highlight that. I uh, th- I just want to say hello to Tyler, but uh, you're talking about uh, Bronny stuff. Hope he's doing okay. Um, and uh, yeah, Mike Mueller says being a Hawkeye fan, wouldn't expect anything less from a Cyclone player. Yeah, so I'll love to give them a hard time. Also, for Big Ten news, I saw that Jim Leonard is joining uh, the staff at Illinois. Once again, going to be working underneath, uh, oh gosh, Brett Bielema, who was there for Wisconsin for a number of years. So we'll be interesting to see how uh, that plays out with them. But uh, Jim Leonard did really respect a defensive mind, and we'll see what happens with him. Broncos safety there for a little bit, and I also think punt returner maybe for a few games, uh, Jim Leonard. So shout out to him. Quentin W. Carson saying, hey, guys, hope all is well. I can't believe the preseason is only two weeks away. Me neither. And the Broncos got some 
new players uh, for preseason coming up here. Some news today. Obviously, you had the Wazirike. Now he's suspended for the year. Uh, but the Broncos news. We do have the Broncos signing veteran kicker, Brett Maher, uh, who was kicking with the Dallas Cowboys last year. Had a pretty good time in uh, Dallas until that fateful Tampa Bay game where he missed, what was it, four PATs in a row or something? Absolutely insane. But had a pretty good time in Dallas. Better in a dome than not in a dome, but we'll talk about that. And the Broncos also bring back wide receiver Nick Williams. And I looked at the uh, transactions before the show started, and I saw Nick Williams signed, released, signed, released, signed, like multiple times. So he's kind of that uh, on-again, off-again player that uh, the Broncos have dubbed the flexible end-of-the-roster guy that nobody else is really signing. But, hey, round of applause. Welcome back, Nick Williams. Uh, you're you're still living the dream and making money playing football in the NFL. So God bless you. Good to have you back. But I think the most notable news is Brett Maher in signed. Well, t- I'm curious. Okay, so Brett Maher is now signed. Mm-hmm. How solidified do you feel about his positioning with his team now that they finally did sign him versus the, you know, practice kind of, you know, we're testing it out. You're allowed, to, you're a camp invite kind of guy. I think he's pretty secured for, for a couple of different reasons. One, he has a really big leg. Or okay, I'll say three reasons. Has a really big leg, which works out well in Denver. You know, big leg can be even a bigger leg, obviously in Denver. Um, I think last year, before the playoffs, he only missed one field goal from under fifty-eight yards. And then he's got the record for the most sixty-yard field goals in NFL history, or he's right up there. So I mean, again, big leg, he'll be able to. From 60-63, Broncos should have a chance if they really want to use him. Mm-hmm. Second reason, he's worked with Sean Payton before. You know, so there, there's some comfort level, and it seems like Sean Payton likes guys that he has at least some kind of experience with or their coaching staff has some kind of experience. You know, you look at some of the free agents they brought in, they were guys that there were some kind of ties within that organization. But um, And then the third reason, one bad game doesn't destroy things for me. You know, it's I, since golf has always been my sport, w- one bad day on the golf course doesn't make you a bad golfer. It, it was just a bad day. Something was going on. And I mean, obviously, if he's not over it psychologically, then you got some issues. But he's had an entire offseason to kind of work through all that stuff. I think he'll be fine. I hope so. Um, I do worry a little bit about the. Uh dome versus not dome splits, especially because he kicked mostly in pretty good weather. Now, granted Los Angeles and Vegas, not bad, but a lot of games in Denver. I know the altitude's good, but it can get pretty cold there. Uh, and the wind can really get going as well. And then cold games in, uh, in Arrowhead as well. So I do think his position is pretty solidified now that they finally, you know, did sign him, but I don't feel super great about it. Uh, how, how likely do you think it is that we're in the same position next season talking about, the kicking competition again with uh, Brett Maher or any kicker. I think it's probably pretty good chance. I mean, unless he really goes out there and dominates and looks like a top five kicker, it just really never seems like Sean Payton wants to pay a kicker. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he was just going through him almost every single season early on in his time with new Orleans. And I think because of his aggressive nature, it devalues the kicker because, Hey, if, if we got a chance, if it's fourth and three, and I can either take a 52 yard field goal or I can go and try to score a touchdown. I think there's a really good chance most of the time, depending on game situation, obviously that they're probably going to still try to go score a touchdown under Sean Payton. So it does, it devalues the run, the, the kicker position. 
And so unless he goes out there and just completely dominates, I just don't see it. Yeah. Yeah. I will be curious to see. I know that uh, Broncos do have Mike Westoff also uh, in the house. Now the, uh, he's an assistant head coach and uh, assistant special teams coach. And it sounds like he's pretty much the de facto head of the special team. Still, I think it had to do with like titles right. and being able to bring over the assistant special teams coach from the Vikings to be to Denver. You had to have that title change where he's now the special teams coach because it's a promotion, but really it does sound like it's still Mike Westoff's unit overall. And uh, he has coached some incredible units and has high expectations. So hoping for the best there uh, with the special teams in the kicking game, but you're right. Uh, Sean Payton's kind of rolled through them over the years. I'm not sure if it's because he doesn't want to spend a lot on the position or if it's because, you know, just looking for that, uh, that standard of kicker, but, uh, Things will be different, and we'll have the first new kicker in Denver since 2014, uh, I believe, so predating Brandon McManus. So we'll be interesting to follow Brett Maher. Hopefully he gets those uh, heebie-jeebies out. Broncos country will love them until they don't, uh, right? So that's the uh, the big thing there. But we'll be curious to see what happens. I love the comment here from Conga Hydra saying, I wonder if uh, Peyton will ask the kicker what yard line they need uh, to make a field goal, game-winning field goal try from. I think that they will already have that discussed, and they will say, this is the plan here. This is already all decided. And we know if we're in this situation, this is what we do. Not this running 30 seconds off the clock. It's fourth down. Should we, should we not bleep or get off the pot? No, this is the situation. This is where we are. We've practiced this. We know what we do here. Even if it's like the, not the best decision, the fact that you know what you want to do calms everybody's nerves, right? It's like kind of like kicking in. It's like when you call your family guy, like when emergencies happen, if there's a flood or a tornado or anything, like you've gone through, the emergency planning with your family. So everybody knows right. what to do when you do. So um, just memory kicks in. That's what these teams are trying to do with all these different situations here, not to conflate, you know, natural disasters to that. But when a certain situation kicks in, no panic. We've done this before. We know exactly what we're doing here. Everybody's done their homework. We're doing this rather yep. than the, the waffling and the different parties in power that we saw last season, which just led to an absolute colon blowout. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Out of a season for the Broncos. Yeah, no, we've, we've done that. Um, actually, part of our adoption process, when they come every year to check on the house and everything, um, they ask us, hey, have you guys discussed your process that you go through whenever this happens? Mm-hmm. And so we've gone through tornadoes. We've had tornado sirens go off since the kids have been here, uh, which is kind of interesting to see them. What do we do? What are they doing? Like, why is that siren going? You know, all those questions. And they're like, okay, basement, we go. Everybody grab this, this, and this. We're down there. Um, so you're right. I, Peyton, he's one of those guys. He is very detail-oriented as a coach. Uh, this is why it kind of reminds me of like Peyton Manning when he came into the building. I'm not saying Sean Peyton's going to have the same impact as Peyton Manning. But um, but again, he works. He has very hard practices from what I understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, just yeah. listening to some other players talk about him from the past. And he wants to work on those very little details to get everything right. So when they get into these game situations that there really is, like I said, there's no panic. It's like, Hey, we did this. We practiced this. You guys know exactly what to do. 
Yep. Yeah. So if you have anything like that in, uh, you know, your world or whatever, you know, practice makes perfect. I've heard plenty of stories in the back country where people get seriously injured and it's like, well, I've trained for what I do in this situation, not panicking. There's no questions. I can save valuable time. Uh, so like, especially when you go into shock, if you've trained it enough, like the, <laughs> it's in the uh, different part of your brain. Cause your blood restriction, uh, you have less blood to your frontal cortex. So everything that's a little bit more muscle memory, um, is more likely to be remembered versus the stupidity that happens when people are in shock and uh, you're losing your ability to critically think. Um, so the more, you know, good to see you guys. Uh, we got more coming in here. Dylan coming in here. As long as we're not, uh, content with taking a 60 yard field goal. I mean, there's some probably situations where that might be an okay move, but, uh, that was not the one, especially at sea level out here in Seattle, Jason, Neal saying hundred percent. Um, and Conga coming in and saying, I forgot what the Broncos looked like with a competent head coach. That's, there are not many guarantees and I'm very skeptical, make any guarantees because we said that the Broncos would have better quarterback play in 2022 than we saw in the previous years. And honest to God, it was probably just as bad, if not worse, especially when you consider the ROI. Uh, but I digress. I think we, it's pretty safe to say we will have more competent coaching staff in Denver this season, unless something just unbelievable goes off the rails there, but hopefully it's better. Uh, the other news here, uh, Broncos do move on from quarterback Jarrett Graham-Montano. Uh, probably definitely butchering the name. Today is a uh, definitely a name day for this. Former quarterback at Tennessee. Uh, talented guy, uh, good arm talent, but always been super, not super accurate, not very good in uh, the ability to lead receivers. And the process, you know, has been a little bit uh, questionable. Very, sounds like a great kid, uh, but he's been released from the Broncos. This is a, a Jarrett Stidham show now. A full through and through. But I think the Broncos brought in uh, Guerra Montano. He was on the team like last season. Even they brought him in a few times, I believe. I could be mistaken there. But uh, he's out, and he's one of the moves that uh, allowed the Broncos to just bring back Nick Williams, on again, off again, on again, off again roster, and uh, Brett Maher signed to the team today. So any thoughts on uh, Jarrett, Carl, or is it you know fourth string, third string quarterback that you're not really worried too much about here? I mean, it, it's fun to kind of watch him in the preseason. Just yeah. see if there's a guy that can maybe show a little bit of promise to stash on your practice squad or keep it that third quarterback spot. But they still have Ben DiNucci, mm-hmm. uh, so yep. it'd be interesting to see what he can do in the preseason if he can establish himself with the Broncos to actually get a roster spot. Pride um, of the XFL, right? Had a pretty good time out there. Yeah, he did. Yeah, pretty good. So I think I think he stands a pretty decent chance of making this roster, and especially with Russell Wilson being up there a little bit in age, you know, suffered an injury last year, his running style or his play style, really, you might want to be keeping three quarterbacks on this this roster. But, um, yeah, I don't get too up and down about a fourth-string quarterback at this point. And I don't know. It'll be interesting to see when we get a little bit closer to the, you know, have to cut down from 90 to 53. I'm sure we'll have a show on here where we talk about roster breakdown mm-hmm. and how we think it's going to shake out for the Broncos. You know, are they going to keep six wide receivers, seven wide receivers, um, you know, how many tight ends are going to be kept on this roster? It, it's it's a fun discussion. And I, I actually spent a little bit of time earlier looking at what Sean Payton has done in the past. And I, I do think he actually is one of the few that really he's not set. And I have to keep this many wide receivers. You know, I saw one year he kept five. The next year he kept seven. So he's really like, okay, if I think this player can actually do something for our team, I'm going to keep him even if the numbers kind of get wonky at some of the other positions. Yep. Yeah, without a doubt. And we're going to start wrapping it on up here, probably another five minutes or so. If you got any questions, hit us up. We'll definitely get with them if they're attached to Super Chat. And if you can't do that, that's totally fine. 
Hit us with a thumbs up. We've got 20 reactions in here. 21 now. Thank you, guys. Got the wow from Chase Willner. A couple loves. Mark Knapp. Good to see you, Mark. Hope you're doing well. And a Benjamin Flores in here. Hit us with the uh, the thumbs up, the heart, the wow, any of that. We'll take that. A Care React, too. And we got Harold Jean coming in here. I think he doesn't like the helmet so much, but it made me laugh. I, I'm here even if I don't agree with the comments. If they're clever and make me laugh, God bless you. Harold Jean. Damani Leach's job's got to be pretty hard. He had to take pictures with famous people and spend the rest of the year peeling Syracuse stickers off helmets and putting Broncos logos on. Now that you say that, I do kind of see the alternate uh, Syracuse orange helmet there logo, I, especially with the navy blue and one. This is why we got to go more to the uh, the light blue. I'm not here about the uh, the navy blue, uh, but uh, that's a pretty funny comment, Harold. I still like the white look, but uh, yeah, I, there's just so many football uniforms and designs that unless you're doing something that just is t- totally unappealing to the eyeball, uh, a little hard to a little hard to get out there, but. Yeah, we had Troy coming in and saying, had a super before the show started. It disappeared. No worries. Great show, guys. Well, now I'm upset because we better tell Chad that there was one here. In fact, uh, take the the wheel here for a second because I see we got a few more people in here, especially these last two comments. I'm going to message Chad right now that this happened because... That's our harder than bunny there, Carl. What's yeah. going on? The, the, yes. Maybe Chad closed it and then put it put it on the jazz channel or something. <laughs> well, Troy, we really do appreciate you you bringing in the super chat right off the bat for us. I want to get to this one. Lawrence Rivera is saying, "Are you guys worried we kept releasing players without having actual better players at the position than just putting in bodies to hopefully work out?" I guess I don't worry until I see the final fifty three. You know, there's always going to be up and down. Numbers going, like you said, Nick Williams. How many times is being on and off this roster at this point? Um, like cutting the kicker earlier without having an actual kicker on the roster. I guess I wasn't too worried about it just because you could see about four or five names on the roster or out there in free agency that you could bring in and say, okay, yeah, they could be okay. You don't have to pay them a whole lot. They're not going to be a great kicker, but they're not going to be terrible either. And, you know, it's the same kind of with defensive line right now. I think there's still some decent names out there that can actually give you quality snaps that have been very good veterans within the NFL. And they've been cut for one reason or another. Maybe their um, contract got too big. Maybe they've had a little bit of an injury history. Like Akeem Hicks is one of those that's out there. Um, You know, whatever reason, there's a lot of reasons that a player gets cut. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not too worried about what the defensive line is going to look like quite yet. Now, if we get to the season and it's still the same guys that we have right now, then yes, I'm going to be hitting the panic button a little bit and saying, what are we doing, Broncos? Do you really believe in these guys that much? Or are you just trying to save some money? And I, I saw a comment earlier where they were talking about the cap situation and Broncos have about 8 million in cap space and saying something about like, is that enough money to, to sign somebody? I, I'm not too worried about it. You know, 8 million, you can do a lot of things with $8 million in the NFL. Yeah. You know, you can sign them to a, a two-year deal where the second year is already void. Like you're only using it to have a signing bonus that goes into that second year. And so they can have a lower cap hit in, in year one. You know, you don't want to do that a whole lot, but you can definitely make plenty of contracts work within this. Yeah, without a doubt. And uh, we got Aki Dragon coming to the $3 super sticker. Thank you so much, Aki. We appreciate you. Good to see you. Our... Uh, Coffee aficionado slash benefactor, Patrick Wiltsey with Lion Coffee Company coming in saying, Mile high huddle, aloha, my Broncos brothers. Good to see you, Patrick. Hope you're doing well. We really definitely appreciate you. Hope hope life's well out there on uh, Honolulu. And uh, also did want to, one more th- uh, topic here before we close out. Justin Herbert, Chargers quarterback, gets a unbelievably massive contract um, from the Chargers. So he's going to be 
him and Patrick Mahomes are going to make it life pretty hard on the Broncos for the next eight to 10 years, but he signs a five-year extension. So not a new contract, but an extension on what he already has worth 262.5 million uh, per Rappaport and Mike Garofalo, a huge contract uh, year one of the extension. He's going to get a hundred million and uh, topping the previous high of a yearly contract for a quarterback at 80 million. So big time Herbert also is going to get 218.7 million in guarantees on his five-year deal. So Justin Herbert, absolutely monster contract. Uh, really going to be curious to see what happens now with uh, the likes of Joe Burrow's contract. I'm, I think the Chargers are smart to get that in before Joe Burrow gets his contract. Right. Also, you have uh, questions about guys like uh, Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. Their contracts are now de- con- uh, bargains. <laughs> right. compared to, I think Josh Allen's like the 10th highest paid quarterback now. Uh, after this uh, string of contracts that have come through. So uh, we'll be curious to see how the Chargers can build around the team with that big of a contract uh, because Her- while Herbert is a top five quarterback, he's not Mahomes. Uh, but uh, it's going to be interesting to follow, but congrats to Herbert. A lot of weird da- dialogue surrounding him in the draft, uh, whether he'd work out or not. And he ends up in the, now the highest paid quarterback and highest played p- player in NFL history. So I have, I have two questions for you within this contract. Um, because Joe Burrow is about to get paid big too. Yeah. Which of the two quarterbacks would you rather have Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert? It's so hard for me to say, cause I think Burrow's got a bit more of that it factor to him, like the ability to just like make things happen. Uh, but from a pure tools perspective, I think Herbert is, I'd probably rather have Herbert also trying to isolate the quarterbacks from their situation. Uh, having Joe Mixon, Tyler Boyd, uh, T Higgins and Jamar chase is significantly better than Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. Who's and both those guys who have missed a lot of time, right? Uh, both their offensive lines have not been very good. So uh, I probably, I probably would go with Herbert, but if you said burrow and you were emphatic about that, I would not fight you. Uh, but I think just, I'm somebody who's going to bet on the tools. Herbert has better tools. Uh, just burrows had a better situation around him in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, I have Joe Burrow as a top three quarterback because, like you said, that it factor, it just shows up so many games. In those really close games, he seems to be the guy that comes out on top. And he's been one, especially going against the Chiefs. Like the Chiefs have become kind of the – And the Bills, yeah. The the Chiefs have kind of become that new – and I hate to say this, but the new Patriots. Where there's that – the second they walk in the building – there's already some psychological things going on against that other team. They're kind of going, we got to go make some plays. We got to go do this. And sometimes teams start doing things that they don't usually do. And it plays right into the Patriots hands, at least when they were winning all their games. And you see it with the chiefs, there's times where teams really have them on the ropes and it's like, okay, just go keep playing how you're playing. And all of a sudden they change up something for no reason at all, other than we just got to go make some more plays. And it just gives the Chiefs like one big play on defense. And next thing you know, their offense goes and scores 14 points in like three minutes. Mm-hmm. And you go from winning by two touchdowns to a tie game real quick. And yeah. uh, and so Joe Burrow is one of the few guys that just seems to keep a cool head in those kind of games. Like it doesn't bother him. He's like, I played at LSU. I played against Alabama, you know, in these huge matchups. You know, you think about that, uh, that LSU Alabama game. I think there was like, eight or nine players that went in the first round just from that game alone. I mean, Broncos yeah. have one Patrick Sertan, 
on their roster. So lots and lots of talent in that game. Um, yep. So like I said, that that's a little bit why I lean towards, towards Joe Burrow. And it does hurt me a little bit with Herbert hasn't won a single playoff game yet. Yeah. You know, even when the, he was on that rookie contract where you should be able to surround him with a lot of talent and it's not he's all still, his fault. He's still on the rookie contract because this is an it's extension true. that'll kick in. Yeah, it's true. But I think about that of just usually within that rookie contract, that's when you got your greatest window at winning Super Bowls. And they still, I mean, they, I think they've only made the playoffs once, right? Mm-hmm. Missed it the other two years. And again, it's not all his fault. I can't put it all on him. But I think there have been some moments where he's come up a little bit short in big moments. Yeah. 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 See, if you're asking me, like, I'd probably take Herbert just because I like the aesthetic a little bit more. But yeah. it's more of a 3A and 3B for me with uh, Josh Allen being number two and Mahomes being number one. So, uh, man, the AFC is loaded. It's a lot of fun. A lot of fun talking with you guys today. We're going to have to wrap it on up and get on out of here. Appreciate everybody joining us today. Shout out to everybody coming to the Supers. Troy, I let Chad know, so Chad better not take that money. Aki Dragon, good to see you. Thank you so much. Naj with a big time $20 one. Gary Palmer, thank you so much. Lawrence Rivera, always so good to see you. Michael Ronquillo is in the house. Also, shout out to Patrick, always with the uh, coffee subscription as well. We appreciate that. I mean, that one's <laughs> unbelievable. That's, people don't <laughs> believe me when I say that. I'm getting some Lion Coffee from Hawaii. That Kona Coffee, ugh. Chef Kiss had just a couple mm-hmm. black coffee for sunrise on top of a mountain. Look out the other day. Oh, God, it's so hard to beat that other than the mosquitoes flying around. But hey, that's, you know, you live with it. But I uh, appreciate everybody coming in. Make sure you're following Carl and I on Twitter. Carl's at Carl Dumbler MHH. I'm at Nick Kendall MHH. Excuse me. Follow us on X, the X Twitter known as X. Uh, also follow us over there at uh, BFB uh, Broncos for Yeah, BFB pod. I can never remember which one because Chad took him off the side. There. BFB pod. And, uh, is it BT, BTB pod? Because yeah. it's BFB, BFB underscore pod. BTB pod, as well as at Mile High Huddle, of course. You'll find those if you follow us anyway. And follow us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Mile High Huddle and facebook.com forward slash Mile High Huddle pod. And as the ticker says here underneath, please subscribe to Mile High Huddle on here. Uh, like to the show, like to the channel, and share it on your social, t- social media platforms. We appreciate everybody coming in here. I can see that I am in the uh, minority here with the burrow over herb or herbert over burrow that's okay uh that's that's fine i really if you want to argue that to death i think it's close enough where i'm not going to fight you right so appreciate everybody coming in here have a great rest of your day everybody make sure you continue to choose kindness and compassion i will not be back again until uh thursday the third so i'm going to be off for a bit uh backpacking in the sawtooths hopefully don't get too injured or get eaten up by a wolf or something out there but appreciate everyone carl any final thoughts no, just excited. Finally, camp kicking off again. Here it is. Getting yeah. to see how Sean Payton runs a camp. You know, I've gotten to see now uh, Kubiak. Uh, who else have I gotten to see? Fangio. VJ. I got to see VJ. Yeah. So I guess I've gotten to see each of the coaches since Kubiak run a training camp and just to see how, how different they all are. Um, you know, last year it was. It was kind of a lot more dancing around, having a good time little bit faster pace usually they got out of there early mm-hmm. it seemed like compared to you know especially a fangio practice mm-hmm. and he was like very you know we're working on things we're not having music play so like i said it'd just be interesting to see how sean payton does his practices and um get to see back to a professional guy running the team yeah yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. It'll be a lot of fun for sure. Well, appreciate everybody coming in today. Make sure you guys have a great time uh, this upcoming week. Make sure you continue to choose kindness and compassion. And as always, go Broncos. 
You've been listening to Building the Broncos. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.